Hello, everyone. This is Wilka, and this is the Leadership Talks podcast. Welcome, Paula Carreirão. How are you? Hi, Wilka. I'm good, and you? I'm really happy to be here and talk, chatting with you today. I'm pretty excited. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course, and I'm so sorry. So I have here many awards that I have to read through. <laughs> you are one of the top global 25 on social media influencers in 2021. Um, global top 20 hospitality executive to watch in 2022. So many things happening, right? Yeah, I cannot complain. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. So, Paula, uh, how did you start your career in hospitality, first of all, and uh, how is it going now? Yeah, so uh, uh, how I started was uh, I, I was counting the, how many years I've been working in hospitality, and I realized it's like 11 years now, so it's a long time. Uh, it wasn't planned, actually. I, had a, I have a bachelor's degree in psychology. And after my graduation, I moved to Sweden, stayed there for almost uh, five years, went back to Brazil, came back to Brazil and had like this 30 year old crisis where I didn't know what to do. And yeah, then at a party, a friend of mine just told me, oh, uh, I know a hostel in, in Rio, but I am from Rio de Janeiro. I used to live in Rio de Janeiro. So I have a hostel, I know a hostel in Rio that it, they are looking for a front desk agent. And they wanted someone that speaks English. That was basically it. That was the requirement. And I didn't know anything about check-in, check-out process, nothing at all, like OTAs. have no idea. I thought I was just going to chat with guests. That was <laughs> in my idea. Like, that was what I thought I was going to do. But anyway, so I started a front desk agent at a hostel. I loved it. I, I think everybody that works with hospitality uh, fall in love with it. Like, it's really... Um, it's addicted almost. So I say, so I, I worked my way up from front of desk agent to what was, yeah, hotel manager. And then I changed a little bit and now I work at a hotel tech company. So now I help hoteliers. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's it. In 11 years, now I am a content coordinator at a hotel tech award winning company. So Awesome. So when you say content, right, because that's how actually we got connected. Somebody in my network liked your stuff. And then I'm like, oh, she's Brazilian as well. Let's see what we can do here. And then you connected me with another Brazilian that it's in Prague. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like uh, it's a big community. And I wanted to hear from you, like when people say, oh my God, you know, all of this uh, content creating on LinkedIn, I don't have ideas. What would you suggest? Uh, it's usually it's easier than people think, but yet it's complex, if you know what I mean. I mean, you need to, you need to, I think, well, it depends. You're creating content for yourself, like personal brand or your content or creating content for a company. But anyway, uh, what it's a key thing is to understand uh, who you want to connect with, like your, your audience. It's really hard if you want to talk to everybody and anybody, you know, you need to have this, at least this, um, uh, I don't know, structure, like who, what I, what I'm, who I want to connect with, what I want my message to be. And from there you can start creating, then you have like, you can go from, 
simple things as uh, sharing your daily routine or more complex ones. Oh my God, <laughs> sorry. So very nice. I totally agree with you when we say that personal branding is totally different when, you know, it's a company trying to be more effective and attract better talent. So from the personal branding standpoint, what could you say to some of the, you know, hospitality folks across the globe interested in connecting with each other? Uh, do you mean what, the, what you should maybe um, post about? Is, is that what you're asking? Yes. Correct. I, th I think like uh, the hospitality industry is it, it's quite strong. And it's something that I learned actually during the pandemic. And we, we actually like what I found out that we like to share experience because uh, we like to know that we are not alone, especially facing challenges. So anything that you think you can con contribute for the development of the industry, but also personal development like your own and others, I think it's worth uh, sharing. So I, I think that's that's it. I think you you when you share your your challenges, your success as well. I don't think you have to be shy or feel awkward because you're sharing the, the things you were successful. We, we tend to not share uh, what we, what we do good because I don't know imposter syndrome is something that's really strong in many of us. I I am included in that group, so I actually almost. Oh, uh, force myself to do it because I think it's important but also again challenges when when you share your challenge you're helping others and you're helping yourself at the same time and I think that's the the best content at least for me in my opinion and it, it helps connect a lot yes absolutely and I think also the secret the secret sauce is always sharing right and because you never know also who is watching exactly. um so for me, you know, I have shared daily stuff from, hey, you know, I'm having a challenge throughout the pandemic, right? And mm -hmm. have you uh, had any like uh, overshared any type of uh, setbacks in your career so far that you can think of? Um, not really. I mean, I, I think especially when I do like webinars, live events, Sometimes you, <laughs> you, you can say a little bit too much and you're like, oh, why? Because I, I, I but, th but then again, people tell me at least, my, the feedback that I get is what that I, they, they like to listen to me because I'm real and be, because I, I do that, you know, I, I share things. Um, but I, I cannot think about like, I, I did share a little bit too much of my personal life sometimes during the webinar, but I kind of joke about it when it happens. And I don't know, I try not to, uh, not to think too much about, about what happened and make the best of the situation. But I cannot say that I, so far, at least, I don't have any like haters or anything like, oh, something that went really, really bad. So far, not the, the, the things that I have as a content creator, I have, have contents that I created and I thought would be like a hit. And then like nothing happens, like no one likes it or shares and you feel like a little bit like, like a failure, but you have to, you know, you have to be resilient and you have to keep doing it because you're not going to get every time right, but you learn from it and you 
and you, and you move forward. I think that's it. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So I wanted to ask you in terms of uh, the hospitality tech, right? This tech world, I had even a similar, you know, organization here in the U.S. that does the messaging automatically to the guests and actually as a guest have experienced that as well. I went to a trip back in 2017, actually in Chicago. And as soon as I check in, I see like the hotel concierge texting me and I thought it was a special, right? So <laughs> it was like the bot, like, hey, welcome, welcome. It was hilarious. I was like, oh my God. You know, this is amazing. But the end of the day, I think that's the secret, right? You you set up to make that guest feel so special and actually follow through with the requests sent through the bot. So how does um, that you see that the tech piece in Brazil is taking place at the moment? Uh, I think we're... As, I think as an industry globally, we, we, we took some time to embrace technology. Uh, after the pandemic, things speed up very, like really, really, like it's really fast, going really fast right now. In Brazil in particular, in particularly, yes, uh, we are adopting more and more technologies and happening a lot of, it's an education, right? Because you're changing behavior. It's not, you're not just putting, adding a technology resource tool you're changing the behavior or, or you're creating, uh, which I think is best, you're creating uh, technology uh, based on the change of, of the, the behavior that's already happening. People don't wanna wait, people want things fast and, and so on and so on. So here in Brazil, I think uh, we, are, we are maybe a little behind if you take it like Brazil is huge, it's a continent. So it really depends on which region you're talking about and which type of hotel and so on and so on. But uh, we, are, we are more open to technology. I feel that we are more and more open in understanding that, again, this is very like an old discussion. Uh, technology is not against humans. It's not that. It's uh, hoteliers are embracing more because they're seeing value in technology as far as uh, they are helping them. Uh, and as globally, everybody's facing labor shortage. Uh, so technology can help you there. And also they're realizing that the potential guests or the guests, they want uh, another type of assistance. They, they, they also want a human, but sometimes, you know, you're in a rush or you just have a simple question why you have to wait two hours to get an answer. That doesn't make sense anymore in today's world. So. Uh, I think we are we are getting there. Welcome. I'm I'm, I'm optimist at least. <laughs> <laughs> and Paula, yeah, it's so funny because you said you know we are getting there. And when I was in Brazil last year, I was visiting and I was able to work from home. And I traveled in the country, you know, in a couple of cities. It's amazing, like how the little you know two three stars uh, hotels by the beach are you know, having like high speed internet. And that's one of the first questions, right, that I had because I was working from home and I said, hey, how is your internet speed? And it was like, fantastic. I had no problems whatsoever. And, you know, for me coming um, to, as a business traveler at Leisure, right? At the same time, I was looking for that particular segment and the particular uh, feature, right? So do you think people to looking for that technology piece when they're going and choosing hotels, it's higher than the pre-pandemic or you think it's pretty similar? 
No, I think, uh, no, for sure, for sure. Because now we have, again, it's a change of behavior. It's a change of the way we, we live and we work. Uh, many of us uh, now have the possibility of working remotely. And that requires, like you said, your own example, your experience requires that hotels adapt. Otherwise, you're gonna be, you're gonna stay behind the competition. You're not, you have to always have an eye to what is happening. You, you can just stop in time. So yeah, we are, um, it's happening like internet that you mentioned. Uh, again, of course, depends a little bit on where you are, but most of hotels before was like a luxury. Like, oh, it's um, uh, uh, it's something nice to have. No, it's not. It, like, it, this is the minimum <laughs> that you have to have. It's a good internet. Like, so yeah. So I think the, again, the change of the way we live and the way we connect with, not only with each other, but with companies, it's, it, it has been changing uh, dramatically like in the last, I don't know, three years. And if you're a business and in this case, it's hotels, you, you, need, you need to follow. Otherwise, again, you, you, you're not gonna be able to provide this. They're gonna go somewhere else because the competition, it's fearless. You know, uh, before I was talking to, just to finish, I was talking to in another, another guest in our webinar and he was telling, he was sales, like a sales uh, train, trainer. And then he was telling, before it was very easy for hotels like around the world, just wait for the potential guests. Like they, they just wait and they will come. And uh, now you have to be actively looking for these, um, uh, your potential guests. And also you have to, you have to adapt. You have to adapt to business. It's um, it's just it's just the way it is. So yeah, uh, I, I have been happy to to hear that your experience was good in Brazil. I wasn't like, oh my God, what is gonna say? But I'm happy that you had a great time and everything worked out. And I'm a little bit proud. I think you must too, because we do feel a little bit proud when the, you know it's our country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I will never share any bad experience that I ever think of having or had. <laughs> <laughs> I only have amazing experiences top cool. line five stars <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> but um I think you know Paula one of the things that uh definitely as well that part of the leadership talks podcast you know this is a question like that I always ask my guests so what is leadership for you and if you have a mentor that has inspired you to be where you are today uh leadership for me it's about uh, being being there for your team or for at least the person that you are trying to be a leader, but the, your team, uh, being there for them and help them accomplish their goals. Like it's not something, you know, from not, this should, she should motivate and always encourage development and, and, yeah, and greatness. And to answer your second question, I'm gonna to have to say, even though she was never, I never worked directly with her. Uh, I feel like I had because we we collaborated a lot in content. Uh, and it's Christina Trippi. She was like the first female in the hospitality industry that I was like, wow, you know, her energy, uh, her kindness. I think that's also being uh, having empathy. It's really, really um, important as a leader. So, and she has that. So every time I tell, I tell her this, so every time I talk to her, 
uh, she she inspires me. And yeah, just just for being, she doesn't have all the answers. I don't think neither is the one that has all the answers. It's the one that kinda uh, help you to get and give you the courage sometimes it's missing or whatever it's lacking. He will ha he or she will help you uh, to to get where you want where, where you want. So definitely her. And I want to just a special mention to to my current uh, how they say like mentor or boss, <laughs> my current manager, the direct manager head of marketing, uh, Leandro. He he's one one of the person that really really he he believes in me. I think that's also a good uh, thing. You feel like he believes in me and then he listened to me. A good, a good leader has had to listen. So yeah, so in that way, he also inspires me to grow. So yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paula. And um, what I, I want to just as a creator, right? Like I wanted to hear from you. Where do you get this? Um, ideas from or do you recycle you know your posts just um, share a little bit with us because I think also you know from my edge here in the U.S. and globally really speaking right you're the, you're on the internet you can connect with people from everywhere in the world mm -hmm. um, I always say to people hey personal branding is connections you know like I had a chance to visit Cancun early March and I connected with two people in person that we were connected through LinkedIn. So, you know, actually, if people are in the industry are looking and seeing everything that you're doing on the internet. So what would be, you know, your suggestions, right, for creating content on LinkedIn? Yeah, as a personal brand, as you, as you were mentioning, uh, first, one thing that I, that I, that I, that I learned earlier that I was scared to reach out to people. Uh, and I found out that people are much more nice than you think, like, seriously, everybody, even though I didn't have no con like real connection with X or Y, uh, I would reach out and usually people talk to you uh, and, and in reply and all that. So uh, don't, be don't be afraid if you have someone uh, th that you look up to or inspires you or whatever, or do you think like you're gonna learn from her or him, uh, reach out. Uh, for me, it was like that. My personal brand, it started when the connections started as well. And then I always kind of take, uh, it's, it's like a mix, what I, what, what I like and what I think my audience would, would would like to what are the topics there are they are going on going on in the world or something like that so it's like i have an eye for an outside and i have a, an eye for to, to look in inside and see what it's a combination of of me and the world let's say so not sure if i'm, I'm helping much because it's not really a practical tip but th at least for me it was like that i was started doing connect, creating connections following people uh, and then you get one idea oh this yeah that that uh, I have something to add here so even if you don't feel like at first at least I was not so uh, secure like I didn't have the confidence to post so I started like commenting with like small steps you know commenting and then it's like oh okay I can do that and then it started adding from 
get inspiration from other posts, not copying at all. It's just like, oh, this topic, yes, I have something that I can say about this, and I think it would be interesting. And, uh, and then you said about re uh, repurposing content. It's great too, because we have the feeling, um, we, we think that people might get tired that you're very, being repetitive, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> social media platforms, they kill you <laughs> like in your uh, reach. So you think like, I think, oh, we've got already saw, I don't know, maybe, maybe she didn't even got the content the first time. So this is something that I, I, I've learned last, last year, actually, and I'm doing a lot, both in personal branding and uh, in my companies at Ask Suite, is repurposing content. And then you can use the same content and, and people like different formats. You can use the same content and do a video or do a, a blog post or do or whatever you want. Like you just, the same topic and it is changing and have uh, great results. And it's also good for you, for you, like if you're like me, that don't have much time, uh, probably, probably are. So it, it is a good way also to be effective and also connecting with, with the other that you want uh, in different types and, and, and forms and all that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a space for you to be creative, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. You, yeah, you asked me before uh, about about. I think you think you said uh, sharing something that I would regret or something like that. People also have uh, being creative. It's it's also being personal. I think it's a combination of two uh, creates great content. I think, yeah. Absolutely. And Paula, mm -hmm. so I wanted to open up for you to have your information for the listeners and some folks that might be watching us, how they can get in touch with you. Well, I am addicted to LinkedIn. So yeah, LinkedIn. And I think I'm the only Paula Cajero that has LinkedIn because my last name is really special. So LinkedIn works very well, as well as Instagram. I have my, my own uh, of course, my one profile, it's also my name. So I think if you listen to, to this, you probably don't know how to write it. You can go to Wilkes, <laughs> Wilkes and you find me there or something because it's, it's a very Brazilian uh, last name. And if you want, if you are a hotelier, especially, and you want uh, to, because in my personal, uh, my personal social media, I talk about hospitality, but I also talk a lot about content itself, like content marketing. But if you're like, okay, I want to learn just about uh, hotel and hospitality industry, you can go, of course, to Ask Suite blog. There's my second home. So yeah, you can find me there too. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paula Carreiro. It was a pleasure to have you today. Uh, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And it's a great project and great podcast that you have, uh, inspiring uh, leaders, uh, leaders all around the world. So thank you so much. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye.